1: the opinion line on corks 96 fm five years ago if you said to me what's perimenopause i thought it was a cocktail i mean that i would have had no idea what it is and and i think some people who were actually living through it had no idea yeah. what it was now they do and through your own work and your own experience you are reaching out to help
2: Well, you know, I suppose I just want to try and throw an awareness out there because, as you said, a lot of people don't seem to realise the impact that perimenopause can have because when I'm working with a lot of kids and teens, very often I'll work with their mothers afterwards. And I am speaking about mums here because that's the experience I'm having. Um, And, you know, a lot of the mums are struggling because you can tend to hit this phase as your kids come into their early teens, Mm -hmm. mid-teens, which can be a very, which actually is a very difficult time as well. So there can be a huge clash there. But I think, you know, when I'm talking to mums, mums very often put themselves last in the pile. You know, they, they put it all, the stress, the uh, change in mood, the irritability, the, you know, the upset, the sadness, whatever they may be feeling, they can often put down to just the uh, trolls of parenting and the hardships that they may be going through there. But very often it's not. And I suppose in my own personal experience, I definitely reacted worse, a lot worse, to perimenopause than I ever did when I began menopause, and that was something I wasn't aware of at the time either, and I know my kids would have felt the pinch of that one as well, whereas you, I'm just saying...
1: You, well, had, you had no idea you were going through it, no?
2: Well, I just didn't realise it was a thing. Yeah. You know, I suppose all the talk is, and thankfully there is an awful lot more conversation now, but, you know, the mums I'm talking to, a lot of people still don't seem to put themselves first there to go and get the support and the help because, you know, if we're losing hormones and it's affecting us in our mood and humour and energy and a thousand different ways, you know, we need to find ways to support and help ourselves and there is support and help out there. So I'm just saying if anybody out there is at home or at work and saying, Oh my God, I'm cracking up. This is happening and this is happening. And if they feel that's not the norm for them, taking into account the normal parenting stress, but if it's going over and above that, then just give it a minute's thought that actually this is what it could be because it's not the end of your cycles. Like you could be still having them full on proper every month, which I think is the thing that threw me, um, but even if that's still going strong, you can still very much be in the middle of perimenopause, which yeah. can be very debilitating in so many ways. And it affects you hugely, but it also affects, can affect yeah. the family a lot as well.
1: Like you, you realized yourself, did you, that something wasn't right, but you couldn't put your finger on it? Is that what Absolutely. it was?
2: Absolutely. Like I actually remember I had one particular weekend where I was just really low, and it was very unusual for me now. And a friend of mine called and she was in the medical field and I was explaining it and she said, Oh girl, I've been like that for the last two years and I kinda looked at her and went, Well, I won't because I couldn't live like this.
1: Yeah. What, what kind of things? You say you were like what kind well, of my, things. Well my one
2: that particular weekend that kind of set off emotion in me to go and get help was just an overall black cloud over my head. I'd never experienced anything like it. I couldn't understand why I was feeling low because there wasn't any particular reason out there out of the norm. Mm. But I had no control over it. And I think that's the part that for women out there that you, you know, if it's that feeling or irritability or crankiness or whatever, but you know as soon as you've shouted at someone or you've reacted dramatically and the words have come out and you're like, why did I do that? Yes. And you don't understand why you're reacting like that?
1: So what you're saying is, Eileen, the the normal, measured, considered Eileen that has spoken to me dozens of times about teenagers and minding teenagers and helping them to grow the normal measured cool calm and collected eileen was a different beast
2: oh it was really difficult it was really difficult pj you know because i think it was okay fair enough it was my lack of knowledge and but i didn't it didn't even enter my head and my kids i have four daughters it was all very chaotic but i know i was reacting to things and i was causing the atmosphere in the house to be a lot harder than it could have been so I suppose that's what I'm saying to mums. You know, don't wait. Don't let that consume you and be become the person, you know, because it doesn't have to be like that.
1: If it, did, if it doesn't feel right, go get it
2: checked. Absolutely. And the only person who knows what feels right in you is you. So trust yourself. And, you know, don't be listening to people going, ah, that's the norm, and oh, look, you're stressed, and oh, whatever. If you know that you're behaving or acting or feeling in a way that's not you, then you've got to look into it.
1: And when you found out that that's what it was, perimenopause, yeah. What, yeah. Were, what, were, what were you able to do then?
2: Well, I remember going on and it was a supplement called, I think it was Menomini, I think it was called it, the pink box. Sure. But honest to God, I really, really felt a difference. And I really felt a difference if I forgot about it for a week. Right. Um, 100%. And as time went on, I suppose, you know, then i kind of felt i balanced out a bit and i was kind of doing all right and as i hit the full on menopause i definitely felt i was a lot better than i was in the perry to be honest but for some people that's reversed you know and they fly through the perry and they don't know and then something comes upon them in the menopause and i think we've all been kind of hearing the horror stories of hrt and whatever and it's come from our grandparents and parents you know but i think we've moved on a long way from that and i have yet to meet a doctor who won't recommend it
1: well, and I the, 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 I the great looked... myth has been busted now. For years people thought that HRT was a direct path to, to cancer. Absolutely. We now and I... know that that is not true.
2: Well, I think people still hold on to it though. There's a fear, you know. There is an inbuilt little fear in there of gosh, should I go down that road? Mm. You know, which is the lesser two evils? Should I just get on with it like my mother or grandmother did? And that's another thing I think for people is to look at. It seems to be quite hereditary too. Look at, you know, ask if you have a, a, a mom who's alive or whatever, have a conversation and see if they remember what they went through because it's very often quite similar. But the mm. new medical, the new medical side of HRT and that, you know, if we're losing hormones and it's effect, and it, it affects your bone density, it affects your skin, your hair, your nails, as well as, your joints, your moods, flushes, everything else, why would we not try and replace something that's leaking out of that we're losing out of our body, you know?
1: I might think I mean that, you know, some women who might talk to their mum might be met with, I sure we all have to go through that. You'll be fine. That and was it, the old that was the old mentality. Of
2: course it was. And like if that's the case then you just take a breath and say, Well, I'm breaking that cycle because I'm not going to live like this and I don't want my kids to think they need to live like this I think it's an open conversation and you know also for people who are who know maybe that they're going through the perimenopause or menopause you know have a chat with your kids you know if you if you say something and you're roaring and screaming or whatever like I often do at least be able to say look sorry lads it's actually nothing to do with you because when we, when we do react like that, they do take it personally and they do feel hurt. And I suppose well, that's a lot of the reason why I wanted to come on this morning is because of the kids I work with and equally the mums who are really upset with the way they're feeling too. And they know it's stirring stuff unnecessarily within the home. So have a conversation, you know, and let the kids know that this is something that you're actually, you know, that it's a phase of life that you're going through and it's difficult and you're doing your best and you're going to try and get support or whatever, but that it's not about them.
1: Yes, you because you 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 didn't cause mom to be upset and spontaneously start to cry.
2: And you know, unfortunately, kids do automatically say, "Well, what have I done? What have I done to make her like this? Why is she shouting like that? Or why is she speaking to me like that? Or what have I done?" And they will invariably put it back in themselves, and that's not fair either. Yes. So it's just being a bit honest with them as well.
1: Yeah, coming back to your your, your day job, as it were, Eileen. Yeah. So a mom. Mm-hmm. Of whatever age, and per- perimenopause we now know can hit quite young. So if, you're, if your children are of an age where they might understand, mm-hmm. talk to them.
2: Well, I think all kids will kind of understand once you're just telling them, really, it's not about them. It's not their behavior that's stirring it. It's maybe you distress stress and you're just reacting, but it's something you're going through. It's about you. Just take it back on yourself. Like, I've had mums break into tears in my room so many times, it's awful, you know, and I know the general run of parenting can cause that anyway let's be honest, but, Yes, you know, if it is, you know, when I'm looking at people and I kind of figure they're at a certain age, I will always bring this up, just to say look, just in case there's a way you might be able to support and help you, because first and foremost, and like, even in my book the whole first chapter is 100% on look after yourself as a parent mm. so that then you're in a position to parent the way you want,
1: yeah, you know, I, I only started to think about it recently when I was watching stuff like Grania Shoiga's documentary recently and a few mm-hmm. other things. That I'm talking now to someone like yourself this morning. Like teenagers are hard work at the best of times, but if you're going through this at the same time,
2: yeah, it, it can be really difficult. And I think for the teens, yeah, they're they're going through a hard time. But a lot of them are kind of battling stuff too. You know, yes.
1: they're hormonal in the opposite. Well, day. there's the thing: you've got two bags of unregulated yeah, hormones clashing clashing
2: yeah and that's a huge issue and that's why I think I just want to say you know make a phone call talk to somebody get the support you need because this is normal it's natural it's something unfortunately we all do have to go through but there is help and don't let it impact on your relationship with your kids you know take the responsibility to say to be honest with them and let them know it's not about them because they will feel it is
1: yeah well this this has come in now while we're chatting, Eileen, and this person doesn't want to talk, which is fine. But yesterday I was told I have osteoporosis in my spine and that HRT could have helped. Uh, could have helped. Could have helped. I, I, closed, well, look. I closed my business during perimenopause. I was so depressed. So hearing it from that lady, it's good yes. to know there's
2: help. There. Well, that's a big thing there now, actually, and I'm glad she said it because getting that bone check is so important because As we're losing these hormones, and I'm no medic, let's say that, but talking to my own GP, and I know they're really trying to push it, and the bone issue is huge. Because we are losing these hormones that are helping with strength and helping with so many other parts. So if we're allowing that to leave our bodies and not replenish it, it's a problem in so many different ways. But the bone thing can be a huge issue. I was going to have a conversation with my GP two days ago, and it came up. Yeah, so yeah. go get the checks. They are there uh, from as you, you know from the, as early as you can get the checks. Keep an eye on your own health. Get your bloods done. But if you know yourself that you are not behaving or feeling like you usually would be, yeah, yeah I, check I, it out.
1: It seems you know estrogen deficiency can have impacts on so many elements of your health, like your heart and your bones.
2: Huge. And I just think, you know, as women and mums and working mums and non, well, come here, everybody's a working mum, whether they're in the home or not, but it's a busy time. It's a really busy time. And we do tend to put ourselves at the end of that pile. But that doesn't really work because if we're not in a good shape mentally and physically, how in God's name can we be the parent we want to be?
1: Yeah. Another caller here says, Eileen, is so spot on. Communication is the key. Not only should mums be honest about hormones and mood swings, they should encourage teenagers to recognize their own mood swings and talk about it with their parents. Then everything will be a lot less stressful.
2: Absolutely. And I think, do you know what? Now, normalizing stuff for kids is huge. So for for a kid, and listen, male and female, will all go through some of this. It's not just the girls. But when you're chatting to them and you're saying, look, I'm at a stage where I'm the opposite to you, like you're getting your hormones in, so your body's reacting, mine are leaving, so mine is reacting. So look, we can support each other a little bit, but at least we both understand that we're going through kind of a transient period. You, which you is, could
1: put it down to, you know, and if you would put it into their language, we're both a bit messed up in our own ways yeah, at the moment.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Because it should, but just be honest about it, and then maybe they can feel they can be a bit more honest too, because it's a very confusing time for a lot of kids and teenagers as well when they're like all over the place with their hormones and their moods as we all know as parents
1: Here's another one coming in now which is relevant too and and, you know doctors doctors are copping on but not all of them and not fast enough that lady's so lucky her GP is aware and knowledgeable my GP was a disaster and I can't get to see anyone else
2: well, that is a problem, you know, um, and, and God, I just, and, you know, I feel so sorry for people who don't have someone who actually gets this and understands it, because every woman needs it. Every woman who struggles, some people seem to get through. Oh, no, we've got it. Okay,
1: that's right.
2: Um, and if, and the problem is, it's so hard to get on a GP list now, that if someone isn't happy with their GP, they are in a bit of a quandary there, but all I'd say to her is keep trying.
1: Yes, yes. How important is it, finally, for to talk to friends who are at the same stage in life?
2: I hugely. look, I th- I'm a firm advocate for if mums are a little bit more honest about everything, we'd all be a lot more um, relaxed, maybe. Mm. You know, I think people trying to be the best of this and the best of that and the kids the best of this, the best at that, oh, knock it off. You know, I'm sick of listening to it. I, w- I, w- I was
1: talking to a pal of mine over a pint and I won't identify the guy, but he was talking to me about how himself and the wife which hadn't been getting on. Yeah. And, he, and these are people who have a good relationship now, a couple of kids. Yeah. And I said, how are things at home? As you do. Like, and he was saying, oh my God almighty, I don't know what I'm doing at the moment. And subsequently, he said, you know what? He said, I was fooling around in the bedroom looking for something and I went searching in a drawer and I found a load of HRT stuff. Christ, if she'd only told me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's again, of course, it's equally you know, because we men, let's face partner.
1: it, I mean, we're thick. Most of us are thick stupid when it comes to we are. I'm like,
2: really not going to try and react to that. Don't. I'm.
1: I'm telling you straight out. Most of us are thick stupid about this.
2: Well, to be fair, you know, how do you understand something that you don't that you don't feel? You know, true. And I do think we need to speak very openly to our partners because let's face it as parents, it's a blooming hard struggle a lot of the time. Anyway, we're all doing our best. We're going to drive each other potty and that's before any hormones come into play. So, like, if you, if you do have a conversation and say, look, when I jump into the rant or when I'm doing whatever, if you know it's about nothing, please let it in one or not the other. I don't mean it. Yeah, And yeah. be able to say sorry or be able to apologise because it's not nice. You know, it's not nice for any of us. Yeah. And I've done this myself, to be, obviously, but it's not pleasant. And I did learn very early on to say sorry to the kids if I knew I'd upset them by something that was i put my hands up and go sorry lads i not about you yeah
1: I know I know and, yeah, and you've done no harm Eileen thank you very much Eileen Keane drumstartyourconfidence.com you'll find it actually on her Facebook page she's got a great graphic and just there is help out there find mm-hmm. out what works for you
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: A lot of people wanting to get in. neves thanks for waiting. You're on HRT, but it was the GP was the problem.
3: Well, what happened was is that I, 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 basically, like that lady said, I was snappy. I, um, basically, I thought I, I don't know what was wrong with me, and I was thinking I need to do something here. And I have great friends who said, "Look, this is a possibility." Um, I think after that, the Vina McCall program came out. Um, yes. I, I kind of thought. I need to go and see and and see somebody about going on um, HRT because I was with my 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 child um, and my husband as well. Like looking back, I think God, I really um, was. I don't know where I was in the sense of my moods and everything. So I went down and um, to my GP surgery and and the, the doctor I had was great. And then unfortunately, she went on um, leave and everything was fine well we had the the shortage um, that we had here where you couldn't get the medication um yes. and that you know I I was actually in Spain on holidays I managed to get it all so without prescription
1: the old sunshine um, pharmaceuticals <laughs>
3: there you go but you know the thing is is that that's quite a little bit of respect in another sense of and it's it's a case of we need it it's not it's not something that oh yeah it's we you can take it or you you needn't take it in a in a lot of cases you need to take it, it it's just it, it's what we need anyway so basically my doctor went away um, and then I felt my symptoms um, kind of changing right, back to kind of the moods and whatever um, it's sometimes because you need to up the dosage and yes. um, so I went back down to the surgery and I got another doctor And she basically said to me, "Um, no, I don't think it's that, maybe you're just depressed. That is an old-fashioned way of looking at it and pushing it off on depression. I was actually so upset. So then she took my bloods, but I know myself going from, there's a support group on Facebook, which is great, and that it's not going to show up in your bloods because you're taking the estrogen, so it's not going to show a depletion. You might need a little bit extra. So I came out of that, meeting really upset I just I couldn't believe we were back to that I was back to that point of a doctor saying maybe you're depressed
1: I've heard and since we began to talk about this so many women have contacted us even privately and said look they're putting me on antidepressants I'm not depressed
3: yeah I was very lucky in the sense of I have a really good friend who has been on HRT for a long time. I rang her and she helped me and the support group helped. And basically, what we're having to do is to monitor ourselves because all of the clinics, the, clinic the specialised clinics are all full. The really good doctors who understand it are all booked up or you can't change surgery. So then it's a case of like... There's still that old adage that I
1: are just a little bit mental. Yeah. Or the other thing, too, um, which I think some older women are guilty of, Neve, is "Ah, Asher, we all have to go through it. She'll be fine.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, is that that's what um, they had to go through, and it was probably really horrible. But they were either put, they were either told, they were either told to shut up, or they were put away. Yes. You
1: know what I mean? So, yes. But the isn't, is, is isn't there another answer for that? Is, well, you know what? If you discovered tomorrow that you were going through headaches and you could have just taken paracetamol, wouldn't that be okay?
3: Yeah, it's, it's. You know, I just think that it's. We need it, and there's the doctors. There, and even a doctor told me them themselves that they're not educated enough in this. It's a yes. tiny module.
1: Yes, it's a tiny module. A lot of doctors, particular and, and particularly, again, men. You know, I, I'd say this straight out, Niamh, and I, I, I'm i often looking back now and thinking, we're too stupid about this. 50% what? of the population changes like this at a certain time in their life. And we're married to them. We're married to yeah. them. We're they're, si- they're our sisters. They're our, our wives, our and um, we're thick about it like.
3: I must say that my husband he did watch that program with me Devina McCall and he, he did say I didn't realise yes. now I didn't I didn't really realise myself <laughs> you know so the thing is is that now that I'm on the HRT I'm more aware of it I'm aware of, more aware of my symptoms and, and what has been suggested that you monitor your own symptoms and sometimes it's a case of you have to self kind of regulate your medication which isn't right either you know I I went to that doctor that time. I got absolutely no help. I came out really upset, and then that's the offshoot of it. Then, because you've got families, as that lady was saying, that you're having to apologise because you, you you don't know how to, to to fix the way that you're feeling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I just think that it's it's it, it is coming to the forefront more now, but I do think that um, there should be more done about it quickly. it's it's not it's not it's not for next year's whatever um, the government has to do this is now I mean you can get Viagra over the counter
1: you can yes
3: yeah and so this um, like you can kind of like this might be wrong of me to say but you can kind of live without Viagra possibly okay but I do think that with the HRT, it's a depletion in something that's in your body and you need it to be able to function and therefore it should be there available without then having to go and pay masses of money to go and get it.
1: Yes, 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 yes. It's true, if men went through this, Uh, we would not be having these discussions
3: But you know the thing is is that I think that we can say that but like I think that if more people talk about it and more people are more educated in it men and women then I think that it would just be something that would become the norm you know and then then the doctors that you go in oh you're a bit depressed it's like I know that I'm not at that time I knew I wasn't and I was upset and I said I know I'm not I could have gone walked out of that surgery with Um, drugs for depression Yes, and I'm on them and then I get addicted to those drugs
1: there you go and that Um, that opens up a whole lot exactly
3: and all it's a simple fix of you you take your estrogen um, or you take your progesterone it depends on what situation you're in and and then you monitor it and then go back to your doctor six months, 12 months later. But there's not that facility because majority of the doctor surgeries don't have the doctors who are able to actually um, help you. And that's what it is. It's help. It's not It's not people going in, oh, I'd love this bit of drugs or whatever. It's it's, it's a product that is needed.
1: Yes, yes. Niamh, great call. Thank you very much. Um, and I hope it all... It comes to its natural end, and you move on. Thank you very much. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Your experience. Um, join the conversation. What's your own experience? Courts ninety six FM.